growing up as a Christian, as a child, I heard this message several times that Pentecostal preachers in my denomination preaching that the burning bush that Moses saw on the Mount Horeb was a type of church that's being persecuted, going through trials and tribulations and sufferings. I don't see anything wrong with that. But recently God has opened my eyes and gave me a brand new revelation about this burning bush that was burning on Mount Horeb. Whenever we see fire, God talking about fire in the Bible, God always reminds us that our God is a consuming fire. In Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 24, he says, Lord God is a consuming fire. God is like a fire. Don't think fire is God. Don't go home and light your uh, fireplace and worship the fire because fire is not God. One of the characters, one of the attributes, one of the personalities of God is like fire. Fire burns. There we see in this bush, the bush was burning. It got the attention of Moses. It got the attention of this person who was tending the flock there. Moses thought, oh this is strange. Let me go and find out what is happening. Because I see fire coming out of that bush. But it was not consumed. It was very interesting. It was very interesting. The Bible talks about this special fire from Genesis to Revelation. But some people understand it and some believers don't understand it. When we talk about this fire, I'm talking this morning about a heavenly fire. This fire is not earthly. You know, we see different fires all the time. You know, you see fire when we uh, light the star. We see fire when we put fire in the uh, fireplace. And we see fire when house is burning. And we, we see fire in different forms. You know, when you look at a person who is smoking a cigarette, you see, fly, you see fire. You know, there are some people in India, they smoke the cigarettes in a different way. Not the regular way. They put the fire in the mouth and they, they put the cigarette the other side. And they smoke. And uh, people do all different and weird stuff when they deal with the fire. But this morning, God is talking to us about a special fire that is coming from high, from heaven. This fire is not a natural fire. This fire is not a man-made fire. This fire is not from the woods. This fire is not from any man-made source. When Moses was attracted by this fire, he wanted to go and see what was happening in there. You know? We have a God who answers by fire. When Elijah prayed on the Mount Carmel, God sent his fire and accepted the sacrifice on Mount Carmel. When 120 people were praying on the, in the upper room, 
God sent his fire in the form of the Holy Spirit. They all the 120 people saw the tongues coming. The tongues of fire falling on each one of them. Our churches have similar experience like that even in India. When we pray as a church, when we get together as a church in our prayer meetings, we literally see God pouring out His Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is coming upon us, our inner eyes will be opened and we see the tongues of fire falling on each one of the believers and the leaders and the pastors and their wives in India. This is a regular thing in a Christian church. You know, even John the Baptist, when Jesus was talking about John the Baptist, you know what he said in John chapter 5 and verse 35? John was the greatest prophet. Not only that Jesus said, Jesus said he was the burning and a shining lamp. When he was talking about John, Jesus himself said, John was a burning and a shining lamp. You know, when God saves us and he brings us to his presence, God expects us to burn and shine. Now let me give you the example, let me give you the true meaning of this burning bush. You know, in the olden days, God attracted Moses through the bush. When Moses turned aside, came to the bush, and wanted to see what was happening, God revealed himself through an angel. And he spoke to Moses. He talked to Moses. He revealed the plan of redemption for all the Israelites in the bush. Today, you don't need to go to Israel to see the bush. Or you don't need to go to Mount Horeb to see a bush. Today, God made you and called you as his own bush that is bringing forth the revelation of God to the present world. Your church is a modern day bush that is burning for God. You are called by God to be a burning bush, a shining lamp. A burning person. You know, there are so many people, they say, Oh, I'm burned out. Have you heard that expression? I'm burned out. You know, I can't do this anymore. I can't do that anymore. Nobody loves me. Nobody takes care of me. Nobody cooperates with me. Nobody is uh, standing with me. You know, I can't do this business. I can't be in this job anymore. I can't do this ministry anymore. I can't pray anymore. I can't give the Lord anymore. There are so many times we think not like that. Do you understand my language? But God called you to shine for Him. To burn for Him. You know, you're not called to be silent. You're not called to shut yourself in your room and just say, Oh, this religion or this spiritual stuff remains with me in my room. No, God called you to shine in the world for Him. You know, we are Christians, you know, we have to shine in the world for Him. You know, there are so many people who are trying to shine for the world. 
there is devil who are the, who, who, who the devil and its 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 army is trying to put his angels demons in every place working for the demonic world and god called you to be his son god called to be god called you to be his soldier god called you to be his vessel my question is are you shining for god are you burning for god you know sat and quenched so many of your people's spirit now more than you feel god's presence you feel depressed you feel oppressed you don't like to go to church anymore you don't like to pray anymore you don't like to read the word of god anymore you don't like to spend time in the presence of god anymore now you feel oh it's enough i don't feel like doing it anymore you know even a bush that was on the mount was useful for god to reveal himself to moses to get moses moses attention god used that bush if he could good uh, if he could get the attention of moses through the bush can he get the attention of the world through you can he get the attention of your colleagues at your business place can't he get the attention of your coworkers at your shop or at your office or at your business place or when you are traveling he can get attention of people through you now you are his vessel now you are called to be a burning and a shining lamp for god don't degrade yourself you are second to none in this world you are unique you have a special calling on your life maybe you are a musician maybe you are a worship leader maybe you are a elder maybe you are just a young man in the church maybe you are a senior citizen in the church don't say it's done it's everything is done it's over don't say i'm burned out i have nothing else to do or i have nothing else to live for ladies and gentlemen my message today is very simple if god could use a donkey to speak to prophet bell if god could use that bush to get attention of moses he could use you and me to get the attention of the worldly people now god does not reveal himself through manger in bethlehem anymore he's not on the cross anymore He doesn't reveal himself through his prophets anymore. Now he gets attention of the people through you. So wherever you go, people should look at you and say, "Are you a Christian?" The way you talk is different. The way you dress is different. The way your personality, the way you behave, the way you walk the way you conduct your business the way you do your job is different from the rest of the gang rest of the people why because you are called to be a son and a daughter of god in the world that's the reason jesus said you are the light of the world wherever you go you not only carry the light but you bring the fire of god 
you bring the fire of God. You know, fire does not burn fire. Fire only burns the trash. Whenever God burns the trash in the church, you see people leaving the church. You see people leaving the church. When God is pruning the church, people leave. But at the same time, God brings forth new and fresh blessings and new people, new blood, new believers, new blessings, new grace of God is given to the church. Not only in America, it's the same around the world, even in India. When old is going away, God brings a new thing. Same thing with the covenant. When old covenant was no good anymore to save the people. God himself came and gave us a new covenant. Now we are under new covenant. Now you are not in a bondage anymore. You are not in the bondage anymore. You are liberated. You are free. I mean if you are in Christ there is no judgment on you. Nobody can judge your spiritual life. Who can judge you? Who can stand against God's elect? Don't come and say, Pastor, you, you, what you are doing this, I don't like this. You are doing like that, I don't like that. You have no right to come against the servant of God and judge him. At the same time, even as a leader, I have no right to judge you. Because God is the one who judges people. You know, when, when, when we meditate about Lord appearing to Moses in the burning bush and revealed himself to Moses saying, I am God of your father. I am God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Now I have chosen you to be the leader, to deliver my people from bondage. I always think about this fire that burned that bush. But the bush was not consumed. You know, today you know, so many Christians Instead of burning for God, they burn each other's back. Do you understand what I'm saying? They burn people's lives. They burn unnecessary stuff. You remember Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego? When they were thrown into that lake of fire, you know what happened? Jesus went there and he made that burning you can call fireplace or lake of fire or a fiery furnace into an air-conditioned room. A fire can bring cool breeze to his saints. But at the same time, those people who threw them into that lake of fire, in the fiery furnace, they were burnt alive. You know why? There was no trash in Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. But those people who threw them into the fire had all kinds of trash into them. That's why they were dead. Let me tell you one more thing. In the Old Testament, God ordered Moses. He said, make sure the fire is burning at all times on the altar. In Leviticus chapter 6. Verse 12 and 13 you see there is an altar in the tabernacle. 
and God ordered Aaron and Moses there should be fire on the altar at all times that means not only on sundays not only on saturday nights not only on easter not only on christmas day not only on good friday not only on the day of pentecost not only in the conventions not only in the celebrations fire continually should burn on the altar today that altar is your heart i was so fired up when choir was singing the worship team was singing lord you be the fire in my heart you be the flame in my heart in my spirit when i was thinking about that god reminded me about two sons of aaron they went and brought forth the censer and put a fire and came to the presence of god when god saw the fire he said that fire is not from me that's a profane fire in leviticus chapter 10 you see you read about it the censer represents your heart that censer is your life the censer is your spirit the censer is your lifestyle when you come into the presence of god don't bring profane fire you know what profane fire means it's a religiosity without reality pharisaical religiosity that's what i call the profane fire you pray just because everybody is praying you sing because everybody is singing you take lord supper because everybody is taking lord supper you give offering because everybody is giving you kneel down here because everybody is kneeling down you come to church because your parents are coming you are singing because somebody else is singing you are doing something because everybody in your community community is doing that no please don't do that god hates religiosity he can tolerate sin and sinner but not a pharisaical religiosity in a christian he forgives sinner he loves the sinner and he takes away the sin but if you act religious you are no better than nadab and abihu the sons of aaron they brought profane fire to the altar of god when you come to church you be yourself don't act like a christian don't put up a show you be the person whom god called you yeah. you know why revival tarries in the present day christianity in the church because there are very few who genuinely follow the lifestyle of jesus you know mahatma gandhi our nation's greatest leader once said if every christian acts like christ no army in the world can defeat you christians that's what gandhi said gandhi studied christians around the world and said no christian lives like a christ when we read the word of god god hates profane fire there are so many people nowadays when they come to church they they bring religiosity they bring religion with them religion is no good 
religiosity without real reality is no good it will lead you to hell one day you will end up like the son of abraham who is still burning in hell according to jesus you might be son of a, an elder or or a grandson of a great christian a great prayer warrior or a great preacher what good it is when you don't have the reality of true christian life in you test your sensor today what kind of fire are you putting in that sensor is it from the presence of god or is it not from the presence of god if that is not from the presence of god god will send the real fire that will judge your work that will judge your life you might get killed if you continue to act like a a a christian but in your heart there is no truth there is no substance there is no reality there are so many christians like that in india and around the world i'm not i'm not judging you i'm not talking you you are saints you are like angels in the presence of god this church is really good you people are really good you are saints in the presence of god but let me tell you that word of god talks about a fire that is not of god let me ask you what type of fire do you have what type of fire do you have don't forget our god is a consuming fire we deal with a god that burns we deal with god that doesn't entertain any earthly or trash type of lifestyle in our life those people throughout from monday till saturday doing the things of devil watching un- unnecessary movies talking unnecessary stuff cursing children cursing wife cursing husband smoking cigarettes and drinking unnecessary stuff that spoils the body and on sundays they come to church and they act all holy they carry the bible you see cross in their necks you see a big cross tattooed on their back and on their necks on their hands what good of a religion is that it's not a true fire it's a profane fire without god without the holy spirit without the reality in our hearts without the real transformation takes place without holiness without prayer without having a communication with god without walking with god without talking with god in your life what good is the bible in your cabinets in your closets or in your house i don't know why god gave me this message but he told me to i have to share this message with your church our god is a consuming fire and he knows that yours is a pentecostal church you know what happened on the day of pentecost when all the 120 people were praying i mean they were praying 
so earnestly. They were holding on to the promise of Jesus. Lord Jesus, you said you're going, you're going to send a comforter. Send us your comforter. Send us your spirit. And the whole room was filled with tongues of fire. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I see the Holy Spirit moving amongst us like a dove. A holy dove. It's, it's brooding over all of us. It's right now going around us. I can see it. I can see the wings of that Holy Spirit. It's like a dove moving in this room. I see it with my spiritual eyes. I can see it's falling on the young people. It's falling on the senior citizens. It is falling on the uh, leadership. It, it, it's going over to the uh, sound room. It, it's flying even on the empty chairs. You know what that tells me? God is going to bring a new move of God in this church. And somebody talked about the blood clot, Pastor. No blood clot can stop what God has started in this place. Every curse is removed. Every curse is broken. Every stronghold is broken. You know, the Bible talks about when the anointing of God comes, it breaks the yoke. That's what the fire is. When fire comes, the demons flee. The sickness flee. The curse flee. All the things that are going against the will of God, they are removed. I'm telling you, pastor, in the presence of God. There are some people who cursed the work of God here. There is a real enmity that is against this church in the outside society. People are assigning demons to destroy this church. But I have good news for you. You know the Lord's Supper there? It speaks of a better blood, a better covenant, a better blood than the blood of Abel. That covenant that is better than the covenant of all the Old Testament covenants. The blood of Jesus is right now flowing in this church. No demon from the hell can do anything against this church. They are trying their best. But I have good news for you. You are not only covered by the cloud. You are under the blood of Jesus. Today God is going to break even the curse that is on some people's financial lives. There is a curse going on in some people's financial lives. I don't know about your finances. I don't know majority of you people. What is your background? What is your finances and all that? But I have news for you. From this week onwards, you will see a great transformation in your finances. You will not believe your own eyes when you calculate your checkbook. What happened? Where did this, where did this come from? You know, one time, 
in my house. I called a preacher. And he said, okay, I'm just bringing 15 people, so prepare food for 15 people. I, I told my people, okay, prepare food for not 15 people, at least 20 people, because that man said he's going to bring 15 people, and it will definitely have five more people. So prepare food for 20 people. And they all got happy, and because this big preacher coming, and when he arrived to the house, with all his friends and a delegation and his security, there were about 55 to 60 people, Pastor. They came and looked at me from the kitchen and said, you said 20, right? <laughs> yeah, he said 15, I said 20. But it's, it's nowhere near. It's 60 to 65 people, including the drivers and the security men and all that. I said, fear not. I went into the kitchen, prayed over it. I said, feed them. Feed them. Oh, we have only this much coconut rice and this much biryani, this much chicken curry. I said, feed them. Feed them. I'm telling you in the presence of God, everybody ate so full. And I went, after everybody left, I said, what happened in the kitchen? And they said, that's what we were about to ask you. Everybody ate full. There is still some more left. There is still some more left in the kitchen. They said, do you have anybody to feed any anymore? I said, everybody is fat. Miracles do happen even now, brothers and sisters. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not telling you stories. I live this kind of lifestyle. I live this every day. You know, sometimes... The people I look up to may not help me when the time of need comes. But when I look at Jesus, He never failed me. He never left me. Not even one single time. Never. Not even a single time. My own people failed me. My sponsors failed me. But my Jesus never failed me. Because he said to me, because you love me, I'll keep you and make you as a head, not as a tail. Today I'm telling you the same thing. He's going to make you as a head. Maybe you're a small worker in your company now. There will come a day, ladies and gentlemen, you will own the company. You will own the company. You will own the company. Maybe you are just an employee in that bank. One day, you will head the bank. You will become the chairman. Maybe you are just a contract employee of that business. One day, you're going to purchase that business and you're going to own all that business. God is going to multiply that blessings. God is going to multiply that blessings. When the real fire comes, it not only destroys the trash in our lives, but it brings the real blessing of the Lord. When the Holy Spirit came into the early church, their lives were changed once for all. Their lives will never be the same again. It's the same with me. When I was, in 50, when I was 15 years of age, 
God filled me with the Holy Spirit. For three days, whenever I opened my mouth, I spoke in tongues. When I went to my mother and asked her, uh, tried to ask my mother, I want a glass of water. Instead of asking in my language, I was speaking to her in tongues. I don't know how she understood. She brought a glass of water to me and gave it to me. I'm telling you in the presence of God. For three days, day and night, when I was 15 years of age. When God filled me with the Holy Spirit. When I went to see my friends, I was speaking in tongues. I didn't know how to preach. I didn't know. But when the real fire comes, you will never be the same again. Your worship will never be the same again. Your giving will never be the same again. Your love will never be the same again. Not only the real fire comes to your altar, God exhorts you. Don't ever try to put that fire away from the altar. Make sure there is firewood always on the altar. Morning, afternoon, and evening. You know that word? Your hands and your feet. The parts of our body. The organs of our body. We have to present them as a, a living, holy and living sacrifice. Acceptable to God. Which is our reasonable service unto God. I don't like to play religion anymore. I don't like to play Christian anymore. I used to play Christian when I was in Sunday school. I used to play religion when I was in small kid, you know, when I was a small kid, when I was in a Sunday school. But when I grew up in God, when I matured in God, when I took water baptism, you know, we talked about John the Baptist. Even John the Baptist said, I give you this water baptism for the remission of sins. For the forgiveness of sins. But, there's one person coming behind me. Whose sandals I'm not even worthy to untie. He will baptize you in spirit and in fire. When a Christian receives that kind of baptism, his life will never be the same again. His business will never be the same again. His Christian life will never be the same again. They don't play religion anymore. Religion has no place in their family. Religiosity has no place in their hearts. The profane fire has no place in their Christian life. There is real fire in this temple. There is real fire in this church. Some people have real understanding about it and some people don't understand. It's alright. There comes a day, there comes a time when God will bring you to a perfect understanding about the fire of the Holy Spirit. And don't try to quench it. Don't try to put it off. Don't try to put the fire outside of this church. When you try to put the fire outside of the church, you know what God is going to do? He's going to put you out of the church. Because He wants fire continually burning on the altar of God. 
Now, now we are not in the Old Testament times, preacher. We don't have altar. Yes, you have an altar. Your heart is an altar for God. Your spirit, your soul, your body. Now you can carry the fire every place you go. Not only to church, not only to your house, but to every place you go, you, you take the fire. You take the fire of the Holy Ghost that destroys the yoke of Satan. 